We're glad that you're here for Rally Day, our spring Rally Day. We're looking forward to it today. We really appreciate everybody that suggested songs or, or hymns. Those of you that are going to share testimonies today, thank you for being willing to do that. Those that are going to be sharing in special music, thank you for allowing God to use you in a special way today as we just celebrate God, as we just celebrate together and the talents that God has given to Idaville UB Church. So we're really looking forward to that today. And I can't wait because uh, we're going to kick off our worship service this morning with the IUB kids who are going to come and sing a couple of songs with us. Uh, you can join along because I think you'll know those songs as well and you'll see the, the words on the screen. So IUB kids, would you join us up front, please?
Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Then, uh, uh, I guess it probably might be one of the most favorite hymns of the church, number 260. Number 260, Amazing Grace, and we'll be singing verses 1 and 4. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. I was blind, but now I see. When we've been there ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Now we're going to jump over to number 279, number 279, to God be the glory. <clears throat> to God be the glory, great things He hath done, so loved He the world that He gave us His Son who yielded his life an atonement for sin and opened the life gate that all may go in praise the lord praise the lord let the earth hear his voice praise the lord praise the lord let the people rejoice though come to the father through Jesus the Son, and give Him the glory, great things He hath done. Now we're going to go to number 336. Number 336, Blessed Assurance. <clears throat> Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of His Spirit, 
washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. And for our last hymn at this point is number 374. Number 374, Revive Us Again. <clears throat> we praise Thee, O God, for the Son of Thy love, for Jesus who died and is now gone above. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. <clears throat> Revive us again. Fill each heart with thy love. May each soul be rekindled with fire from above. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. It's coming. I can hear the sounds of His coming everywhere In the headlines resounding by the score It may be another earthquake or just another war But to every child of God it's something more and when i hear the sound of marching hear the sound of battle cry then i know my lord is coming even now it may be nigh and i can hear the sound of his coming everywhere they're getting louder and louder each day. And they'll crescendo until that great and final sound when the trumpet shall call me away. I can hear the sound of fig leaves rustling in the summer breeze as I see the Lord restore Jerusalem. And I can hear a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind as God pours His Spirit out upon all men 
And when I hear revival sounds, not just here, but everywhere, then I know it's almost over. I can feel it in the air, and I can hear the sounds of His coming. Everywhere they're getting louder and louder each day. And they'll crescendo until that great and final sound when the trumpet shall call me away. And they'll crescendo until that great and final sound when the trumpet shall call me away. I listen to Caleb on the radio and this song's playing a lot and they did an interview with him. Kind of like why he made that song, um, and he was talking about how like he's was trying to put into words like how he felt about his love and what Jesus did for him, and he said there's not really words for it. So this is what kind of what he put together this little ditty and just really speaks to my heart. So here we go. It's my first time really playing through it, so we're doing it together. It's not much, but I have nothing else. 
Come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your soul. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord.
share with you something that happened to me this February. Just before Valentine's Day, I went to the emergency room at Gettysburg Hospital two times, or two separate times. The second time, it was discovered that I had an infected gallbladder and multiple gallstones. Two of those gallstones was relieved and managed to travel and embed themselves in my pancreatic duct. I was so sick that I was taken to the critical care unit and I was in there for five days. I wasn't even allowed to sip water from the little stick sponges that you're, you're allowed to have, but I was allowed to use them sparingly according to the nurses. I had seven IV, IV bags at one time and, and the unit was in constant communication with York Hospital and Lifeline was on standby. Though the prayers, through the prayers of my church families, my family and friends, I can praise the Lord and give thanks to the Lord that after seven days in the hospital, I was finally able to have my gallbladder surgery and on day nine I was able to go home. And today I'm completely healed. And I praise the Lord so much for that. But that's not what I want to share with you today. I want to share with you what happened to me at the lowest point during my stay in the critical care unit and to give you hope for your future if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your savior. I had a dream. I dreamed I went to heaven. It wasn't an out-of-body experience, it was a dream. I was standing on the outside of a doorway and my dad, who's deceased, and my son Stevie, who also is deceased, and my miscarried child, a son that I was pregnant with before my daughter Rachel, was also there and just on the other side of that doorway. They were motioning me to come in and they were smiling and they were happy and they were telling me not to be scared. I tried to peek through the doorway, but I wasn't allowed to see anything until I stepped through that doorway. And just as I was stepping through the doorway, I began to wake up in my, in my physical body. But I remembered hearing myself say how beautiful it was and how everyone was right about how heaven was so much more. It was more colorful than anything here on earth. 
and being welcomed by deceased Christian loved ones and friends I'd made during my lifetime here, it was peaceful there, and I felt so much love. How do I know this was a dream? How do I know this dream was different from any other dreams that I've had? Because all my senses were used during that dream, and I remember it as clearly today as if I was standing here right now with all of you. Since my early 20s, God had given me a unique ability to have prophetic dreams. After sharing this dream with some of my family members and close Christian friends, I was encouraged to share this experience with you all today. I hope this gives you a hopeful future. Thank you for allowing me to share my testimony. And now we're going to all sing in Christ alone, verses one and four. You'll stand with us again, church. We're going to sing to God.
1612 says, What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Second Corinthians 9.8 says, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Luke 6:38 says, "Given it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you." Well, some of you might not know that Bob grew up in Africa, and then we met at Messiah College, and together we went to Africa. Well, he went first. And then he came back and married me, and then we went. So I had never been very far. I had never been further west than Pennsylvania, and I had never been further north than Canada, and that was it. So um, 
I had not learned all the lessons that he had already learned growing up in Africa as a missionary. When we came back, well, when we were there, we were rich because compared to everybody else, we had a lot. When we came back, we were poor because compared to everybody else, we had nothing. And so it was tight times. He was working at the college and we, we lived within our means, which meant that we rationed our gas, we filled up the car once a week, and that had to last the whole week. We um, rationed our eggs. The kids got one egg every day, and we ate cinnamon toast. We rationed how much electricity we used. We lived in a tiny little trailer, and um, I would sweep the rug with a broom. After all, I'd just come from Africa, you know. What did it matter? And I hung you know, cloth diapers out in the freezing cold weather. Sometimes I didn't even need to use clothespins. So we were going to um, Cumberland Valley Brethren in Christ Church out on Route 74, and they were doing a, um, uh, a drive to grow their church. And they asked the members of the church to pledge some money above and beyond the tithe because the tithe has to come in to have the church run and so if you're going to build you have to pledge above and beyond the tithe well bob was ready he was ready and willing and i was like oh no we cannot give one more penny not one i don't want to give another penny and he said you can't outgive god honey you can't do it he will make it work. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. How, how do we know he's going to do that? Well, um, this is how we know. But I didn't know these verses. I didn't know. I never experienced what I was experiencing, and I was afraid. I was afraid that God would not come through. Um, but... I knew that God wanted me to submit to my husband and his spiritual leadership. So I said, okay. But I wasn't happy about it at all. I was really afraid. But after we, and we had pledged, do you remember what we pledged? That was so long ago. That was so long ago, Dan hadn't even been born yet. And he's 40. So anyway, um, we went ahead and did that. But within the next two weeks, he got a raise that covered that exact amount that we had pledged. Now, does it mean that God's going to make us rich right away? No, 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 no. And our blessings are different than sometimes monetary blessings. I always told the children we were rich. They never knew we were poor. I said, we have clothes to wear, and they're pretty nice clothes. We have a house that keeps us warm in the wintertime, and we have enough food to eat, and we have lots of family that loves us, and we belong to a church, and they love us too. And so my children did not know that they were poor until they went to college and met other people who <laughs> were not poor. <laughs> anyway, so Bob and I are going to sing... I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. And you can sing with us. We're not professional singers, but we do love to sing praises to our Lord because he deserves our praise. 
He deserves us to praise him with whatever we have to praise him. And he deserves for us to join in the battle to save souls. And that's what church is all about. Church is about joining us together in an army to get out there and get souls for the Lord and bring in, save, get as many people saved as we can before he comes back. And so that's our passion in our life. And we want to encourage you to not be afraid, to give extra to the Lord because he gives so much more back. And I could talk for a long, long time about the things he's done for us. So if you ever want to know all the stories, you've got to come find me and talk to me. <clears throat> okay, so we're not going to sing with music, so we'll just start. I'll just start, okay? I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing. I will sing. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness, thy faithfulness. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness through all generations. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing, I will sing. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. Okay, in the chorus, we want you all to join in when we tell you. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Jesus loves me, this I know.
You know, we're going to uh, take time um, during the next song at Calvary um, to take up the tithes and offerings in the communication card. So, you know, as the ushers prepare to do that, and I'm going to pray for the offering. And, and as we've shared with you, you know, we've been struggling financially uh, in half of March and all of April and, and uh, into May as well. It's been, it's been a struggle. And so uh, our, what we're raising money for today during our spring rally day is just for general operating expenses. So we need to catch up on some things, and we need to uh, get some savings put away as well, and so um, we just appreciate your generosity and how God um, has blessed you so that you can bless this body of believers, and so would you just bow your heads with me uh, as we pray for the offering? Lord, we just come to you this morning. We thank you for this opportunity to give. It's an act of worship to give as well, Lord. We thank you for how you have given to us, Lord God. You have provided for us in incredible ways, and we are so grateful and Lord, I just pray that you would bless this offering now, that you would just uh, be honored and glorified through it. You would provide for this body of believers through uh, your people. And so, Lord, we lift it up to you. We ask this in your precious son's name. Amen. Uh, our first one is uh, number 259 at Calvary. Years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified, knowing not it was for me he died. On Calvary, mercy there was great and grace was free. 
apart and there was multiplied to me there my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary So we're going to ask Doris Hoffman to come and just share a testimony that she has before we sing softly and tenderly. So her, uh, her testimony goes along with that song. So Doris, would you come and share with us this morning? Is it on? Yeah, it's on. Yeah. Normally, I don't have any problem with my voice, as you all know. This, this isn't normal, so I do have frog in my throat, sounds like. <laughs> uh, my testimony goes along with uh, a song, Softly and Tenderly. And when I was a kid, and I'm sure some of you, there's not very many here my age. I was 84 last week. But anyways, we had revival, which always lasted two weeks. And uh, it was kind of a competition between us kids because as soon as we get home from school and did our homework, we were into the Bible and memorized scripture. And then when we went to church that night, we had to go in front of the pastor or whoever and, and memorize these scriptures that we had. So it was a challenge, and I don't remember. I, th I think I was... I don't know if it was 68 or 86 verses, but anyways, it was a challenge and it was fun. <clears throat> but anyways, uh, that was always in the fall because we had a lot of fruit growers and a lot of garden people, and when it was in the fall, while the harvest season was over, and so we had revival. And so then I made up my Christmas list, and my Christmas list was... Uh, a, a Bible. I wanted a Bible and a clock, alarm clock. Well, my mother thought I was kind of an odd kid because why wouldn't I want a bicycle or roller skates or something like that? No, I wanted a Bible and an alarm clock. So that's what I got. Uh, the Bible, you can tell it's old, <laughs> just like me. And it's in here that it was given to me December 25th, 1947, Love, Daddy, and Mother. So Christmas morning came, and Mother said, now, I just want to know why you would want a Bible and an alarm clock. Well, it was because my mother went to work in the mornings, and she had already gone, but I wanted to have my devotions. So when she left, uh, then I had my alarm set, and I wanted it a half an hour earlier than usual because I wanted to have a half an hour to read my Bible and then get ready for school, which was right here where I'm standing. I just lived down the street, and this was my two-room schoolhouse until I was in seventh grade, then I went to York Springs. But anyways, that gave me time to read my Bible and uh, to get ready for school. So uh, then uh, I went to York Springs to school, 
And one thing we did not do, and I know we have a lot of teachers in the congregation that are te uh, school teachers, but we didn't do show and tell. So then I had a daughter that did do show and tell. And don't you just love it when it's the night before, oh, yeah, tomorrow we're going to have show and tell. Well, yeah, so we scrounged all over the house to see what we could find for show and tell. So my show and tell for you today is uh, the hymn book, of course. I'll get to that later about music. But it was the hymn book, and it was the Bible, and it was the clock. So that's my show and tell story. So, of course, it wasn't this clock. <laughs> it was one of those little baby bends is what it was. So anyway, I grew up, as I said, loving music. Went to high school and met Dean. He loved music. So, of course, you know him. He didn't waste any time. So he took voice lessons at lunch, on his lunch hour, he took voice lessons. And then uh, he had a sister, Doris, who accompanied him. And then we let her retire, and then he had a wife, Doris, and I accompanied him. And we were, I would say all our life, he and I were both, both in music. And I had several music teachers, but one, Prof. Roth, told me that music is normally happy people because you can't really sing and cry at the same time. So most people that, people that are in music, I would say, are happy people, whether it's an instrument that you play or sing or piano or choir or whatever it is. It's important to have music in your life. Uh, another thing I need to mention is that Christmas, that date, was also important because I got the best Christmas gift of my life. I brought Donna home on Christmas morning. And she was the blessing in our lives because she was the middle child. We had two sons, one younger than her and one older. And don't ask me what they had because to this day I don't know. The one boy was in St. Christopher's in Philadelphia and the other boy was in Johns Hopkins with 40 doctors and they did all kind of biopsies, froze them, called me every month. I get so excited, I see they were calling. They didn't have this, they didn't have that, they didn't have this, they didn't have, they never knew what they had. So, I really felt bad. Dean would have made a wonderful father, and he, he never complained. I live with wonderful, the best people I could ever, my mother and my husband both never complained about anything. They never complained they were tired, they never complained about the weather, never complained about anything. But anyway, then when Donna <coughs> and her husband became expecting a child, her and her husband, indeed, and I went to Hershey, and we started treatments. 
we started blood, blood work and all kind of things. And we went over, I think, two times. They said, don't come over here anymore. It's like looking for a needle in a haystack. We don't know what we're even looking for, so don't come over. So <coughs> we uh, lost one boy. He was about two, and the other one was almost three. The one reason the other boy lived longer was because the doctors gave us machines to keep him alive. She learned to tube feed at seven years old, so is it not any wonder that she went into the medical field. So uh, it, was, it was sad, and like Gail said, we were poor. Uh, we were sitting in Pitt and Turf's in York Springs office, and Dean's boss called and said, these people are just a young couple. We were, actually, you know, I'd, you might say I was just a kid. The last thing I wanted to be was a nurse. But we had machines, and Dean's boss called and told the undertaker that he wanted to pay all the funeral expenses, and we weren't supposed to worry about that. And he said, well, they're sitting here right now, so he said, I'll tell them. So that he told us, he said, Dean, your boss wants to pay all the expenses. So that was really wonderful. However, it wasn't necessary. We had insurance that covered everything, so we didn't need that. But that was a big heart of him to do that. <coughs> the only thing, or the main thing that I can say is uh, the world down here would be a sad place if we didn't have any babies and children to take care of down here. So to me, heaven would be a dull place without having children to play with up there. And so now my husband is there play with these children. <clears throat> also, we had a lot of prayer warriors in this church when it came time for Donna to have her child. So my mother often said, the Lord, when he closes the door, he opens a window. And so the Lord gave us two grandsons. And, of course, you can understand why these grandsons were so close to their pap. Because if he was in the garden, they were there with him. And if he got the bikes out to go bike riding, they did that. So it was just, it was just a blessing that we had healthy. Now, I have four grandchildren, two boys and two girls, eight great-grandchildren, four boys and four girls. And it's just a blessing that they're all healthy. <clears throat> And the last thing I want to leave with you today, especially you young people that have little children, it's important to eat a meal, eat supper together, and to pray together. Uh, we did that. Donna knows very well. Pap would say, now when meal's over, don't run away from the table because we're going to have a family get meeting. So we had a family meeting. And... Uh, so we would plan to do things, not just what we wanted, but we planned to do things together. 
And so I'd say if you don't have time for 15, 20 minutes, you're, you're just too busy. You need to take time, even if it's only 15 minutes, to have prayer time. And uh, you need to forgive quickly and love more. Now we'll sing number 248, Softly and Tenderly. Softly and tenderly Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals, he's waiting and watching watching for you and for me come home come home ye who are weary come home earnestly tenderly jesus is calling calling a sinner come home why should we tarry when Jesus is pleading, pleading for you and for me? Why should we linger and heed not his mercies, mercies for you and for me? Come home, come home, Ye who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling a sinner, come home. Now, if you care to use your hymnal, we're going to turn to number 326. That's number 326, Trust and Obey, and we'll be singing the first verse. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His good will, He abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. So as we sing through It Is Well with my soul, we're going to stop after the first verse before we go to the chorus. We're going to spend a little bit of time in some worship-based prayer as we just say to God, He is worthy, and then we are needy. And so you'll see those uh, prayer prompts come up on the screen. You can do that in the quietness of your heart. If you're joining us online, you can complete the prayer prompt in the comments section. 
or as the Holy Spirit leads you one at a time, you can pray out loud. And so uh, I'll be guiding us through that prayer time. Uh, uh, Gene will lead us in that. Then we'll go to the, to the chorus. We'll sing the chorus together. I'll come back and we'll uh, spend a little bit more time in prayer. Then we'll sing the second verse and chorus again, and I'll come back and we'll complete um, the worship-based prayer time. So we're looking forward to being able to just cry out to God today. You'll see it come up on the screen. Yeah, the screen will change. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, Whatever my lot, Thou hast taught me to say, It is well, it is well with my soul. I just praise you uh, for the promise of your peace today. You know, as I face um, just many different, different things, Lord God, many decisions that need to be made, um, uh, even just preparations for tonight, for uh, the revival on the farm, Lord God. I just, uh, I'm grateful for the promise of your peace in the midst of that. I just pray that you will give supernatural peace um, just to those who are going through all kinds of difficulties right now, Lord God. We have those that are struggling uh, spiritually. We have those that are struggling physically, Lord God, who are just in constant pain, and the doctors don't seem to know how to help them. Lord, we, uh, I know that there are those out there that are, uh, just need your peace when it comes to finance, finances as well. Lord, we just pray that you would pour out your supernatural peace on them, uh, and even those that are dealing with sorrow, Lord God. And so we just lift them up to you today. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. I hope you can say that with confidence today because of your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and Again, let's spend just a little bit of time. We're just going to say in this and during the course that he is worthy. And so how would you complete those prayer prompts this morning as you just lifted up uh, those things up to him? And so let's go to prayer. Uh, God, because, uh, because you are holy, I know that all is well. The Satan should buffet, the trials should come. Let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul.
Let's continue to just cry out to the Lord that he is worthy. As we think about these uh, prayer prompts from that second verse. And so, again, how would you complete that? So let's lift it up to the Lord today. Lord, we just thank you for the, uh, your, the assurance that you give us when Satan has tried to uh, just bring division, Lord God, in a body of believers. And so we thank you for that assurance. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you that your salvation and power are greater than Satan's efforts to thwart you, yeah. to, to drag us down with him. I thank you that you are all-powerful. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that your salvation and power are greater than Satan's efforts to frustrate us, to cause us to stumble and fall, to want to get us our eyes off of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, that by the work of the Holy Ghost, we can obtain that victory. again express to him our neediness as we see from this uh, second verse of that song Lord I just uh, pray that you'll give power your give powerful assurance to just a couple of uh, young people uh, that I've been praying for Lord God that in these times of trials that you are with them and you will provide for them soul are you weary and troubled no light in the darkness you see there's light for a look at the savior and life more abundant and free turn your eyes upon jesus look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace heads with me as we close in prayer. Lord, we come to you today. Thank you for this, this time where we've been able to celebrate the gifts um, that you've given to those within this body of believers. Lord God, we thank you for those who shared special music today and, and what a blessing it was. Lord, we thank you for those that um, made the suggestions for the various songs that we sang today. Lord, we thank you for those that gave their testimonies of your uh, and grace and mercy, Lord God, and how you've done incredible things in their lives. Have you brought healing? And uh, Lord, we just, uh, and, and provision. Lord, we're so grateful. And we just thank you for this time we've been able to be together as a body. We just commit uh, the rest of our day to you, and we ask this all in your precious son's name. Amen.